listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. We hope you enjoy the chat. Hello and welcome to RPC Ramblings. Today we are joined with Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Hey Alex. Hiya. And we are also joined with Alistair McNeely. Hey Alex and Leslie Ann, nice to be here. Yeah. Super. It's really, uh, it's really good to have you, have you and Al. Um, for most of our, our listeners, Al, um, who are joining, and it's really good to have you in, uh, they know who you are, but potentially for some who aren't too sure, um, who don't know uh, what you do and, and why you're so loved, um, tell us a wee bit about yourself. Well, well some would say that I don't do a great deal, but um, <laughs> my position uh, and my privilege is to be the teaching elder or the minister in Ritual Presbyterian Church. And I have been for for a long, long, long time now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I live with my wife Pauline, very happily married. Um, I have a son Harry, who's still here with us, um, and Erin, who's married to Ian. So yeah, that's is that any any more information you need, or is that enough? No. So you work Sundays, is basically what you're saying. <laughs> you're the, you're well, I, in fact, actually, I don't even work Sundays <laughs> these days. <laughs> we it's do a, a record. We do our recordings on a Friday, so um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm finished on Saturdays and Sundays, which is actually lovely in this lockdown. The only thing I really enjoy is having stress-free Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. Yeah, no, that's actually, I was saying that to a few people as well. Just uh, It's been a real highlight in some ways to just be able to uh, come and sit under under God's word, um, for sure. Uh, it's, been, it's been really good. So how are, how are you both getting on? What have you been up to today? Yeah, good. Um lots of calls lots of reading which is fine actually today it is colder although it looks nice so I don't mind being inside it's more the days whenever you know that it's lovely and warm and you're in your little office so so today's today's an okay work day I would say well yes I finished off Psalm 95 the next well the Psalm after the next Psalm we keep ahead of ourselves um, and then I had a very exciting uh, visit I got out of the house and I actually walked down to the church Whoa. That's and, uh, yeah. it was really really exciting <laughs> yeah. and Gladys had the hoover out she was hoovering around the foyer which, I, which was a sight to see itself so um, <laughs> yeah so it, it was a, a pleasant morning and then I started getting nervous about this particular podcast <laughs> recording so um, yeah busy enough morning but you're right I think Lysiane it's easier when it's cold mm-hmm. and miserable yeah. Um, you, you stick inside, you stick at the work and you get on with it. It's very tempting when the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it, it seems to be the highlight to get out for a walk or, or a run. Um, most days, yeah. I send that to someone um, recently. That, that's a bit of the highlight of the, of the day. You're awfully good working because we were away um, getting groceries um, <laughs> t- today. So filling up on my, uh, on my herbal teas, which I'm going through a phase. Yeah, uh, like is this instead of coffee, or like as on a set like a wet as well as? Because that's a big move if it is. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can replace coffee, can you? Yes. Okay. So I mean, it's it's reduced coffee intake and uh, okay. it's some herbal tea. I think wow. I think reduced caffeine intake or coffee intake is a big enough step. Um, yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. So Har- Harry's very concerned because he's running out of coffee beans. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's sitting at the door waiting for the next arrival to come. Uh, and he's very nervous that it's not going to come today, so he's getting the shakes. So um, 
if he's listening to this, he'll he'll love me for telling you that. <laughs> I did well, actually think earlier about the man's. I was like, oh, I bet you they're having great coffees during this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except I haven't been allowed in this last couple of days because he he knew he was <laughs> he was he was running short. So I've been uh, just drinking strong tea. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him herbal teas where it's at. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, today we are thinking about prayer. Um, we, we've already thought about prayer um, before uh, one of our episodes. We thought about praying um, in light of COVID-19. Today we are thinking about praying um, for others. Uh, a massive topic um, that, we, that we have to think through uh, as Christians because we've been saved into a community uh, of people. And we're called to love them and pray for them. Um, but praying for others, what do we mean when we're talking about praying for others, who are we actually talking about in, in particular when, when we're talking about praying for others? Well, I suppose we're really we're saying about anyone and everyone. Um, and if you were to categorize, you know, people, even in lockdown, people in our homes, so people in our families that we live with, people in our extended families, um, our church family, who we miss dearly. And um, we've talked about that a lot before. Um, praying, for, praying for those as our family in Christ, for our leaders, for each other as staff team, I guess, that comes as well, or for our elders, um, for the lost, those that we know that aren't saved. And, and I guess a bit of today we're going to talk about a, even the idea of praying for our government. And, and we are, we're praying for the NHS and praying for things we're more aware of at the minute. Uh, but I know we'll chat a bit about that too. Yeah, and I suppose th- th- there, are, there are others. Um, I, th- th- the poor... Mm. Um, I mean, God has a special heart, uh, a special place in his heart for children, for instance. I think you already mentioned that. But for the poor, for the orphans, uh, for the widows, James 1, 27 talks about that. Um, in their distress, we're, we're to uh, look after them. And part of that looking after, I think, is, is obviously to bring them uh, to the Lord in prayer. And Isaiah particularly, and, and many of the other prophets, but Isaiah 1, I remember preaching through, and it was great challenged by the thought of the um the oppressed the fatherless the widow mm. especially who suffer uh in times of of need and times of sickness and um, they're the first to suffer while the rest of us probably can live off uh, mm. the extras um so so those are the kinds of people now we may not have a, a great number of them within our church community or even within our um civil community but they they're there in the world certainly and we should be we should be remembering them mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's really helpful um listen and something you you mentioned about is praying for the nhs praying for the government and uh, local authorities um that, that's interesting because sometimes i hear it said that we maybe shouldn't do that you know because you know, it's it, it's almost like a worldly thing to, to pray for the, the government, the, the NHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where do we see that? Or do you know, where, where's scope for that? And even even, even not just praying, praying, where do you see that praying for the NHS? But I also think there can almost be a bashing in sometimes, you know, you think of social media um, and the negative uh, things that you can hear about about the government and uh, a criticism of the government is you know it's not even praying or, or thinking about loving government but it's actually the very opposite so where, where do we see that where um yeah why is that so important uh well alex maybe i'll pick you up on that um the scripture is very clear that we are to respect authority mm-hmm. even if we don't always agree with what they they do um remember um, 
the, in biblical times, there was nothing such as democracy. Um, they lived under dictatorships. Um, and, and still, Paul would tell Timothy, you know, that uh, all men should pray for kings and those in authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans 13 talks about that. First, mm-hmm. or, um, First Peter 2, Titus 3, among other passages. Um, and it does trouble I mean, you touched on it there. That I'm not on social media. And maybe one of the reasons is I, I think I would get very cross at some of the stuff is said <laughs> by Christians. And the, But I hear about Christians continually complaining about uh, government and government decisions. Now, of course, they have to be held to account, but we, we have uh, other politicians to do that. That's the kind of mm-hmm. system we have, and we should be praying. Um, instead of complaining, we should be praying that they will lead us well. Um, and yes, they may make mistakes, and the mistakes may be costly. However, we're to honor them um, and respect them and, and pray for them, just as we sh- should do so within uh, the church. Um, I mean, Hebrews 13 is very clear about that. Um, and within the family. Um, so there is this complaining about authority uh, right across the board. And I think one of the things we need to do to try and counter that counteract that is to encourage people to pray rather than to complain to talk to the lord about these things rather than mm-hmm. complain to the, the world out there who by the way can do very little mm-hmm. to change these things anyway so why why waste your time and effort on that when we could simply be praying about it mm. um, one of the references in particular that you mentioned there all about romans 13 mm. is a helpful reminder that all authority is under god anyway and established by god and i think like when we remember that in the first place, surely then our response is one of prayer and and support where where necessary or where appropriate, as opposed to that opposition that you were saying. So yeah, that's a helpful reference. Yeah, you know you say about you know the Lord is sovereign; He's in control mm-hmm. of all these things. Ultimately, you know He is gonna He He's gonna judge um, the world someday, and that's where we find our, our comfort. And we don't we don't take it to, to social media to, to voice yeah. our uh, opinion of things. Um, but you talk about the Lord being sovereign and he's, he's called us to prayer for people. I, I think another place that, or another part of scripture that I think about is, is Genesis 8 and 9. Do you know the agreement yeah. that, that God makes with Noah um, where he, he, he sets up uh, the, this thing we call you know, the common kingdom? Basically, he says, you know, I'm going to preserve this world until Jesus Christ returns for the second time um, to judge it. And so in that preservation um, of, the, of this world, um, that includes uh, caring uh, and being considered towards our politicians, our NHS staff, you know, the, the place where God has placed us on this earth. And I think for Christians, one of the ways we can care or show that we care, show that we, we're concerned for this world is to pray um, for our politicians, for our NHS staff. And yeah, as you both already said, to, to not just uh, our, our government world and, and the political world and, and our NHS staff, but families, mm. and church, and the lost, the marginalized, and the weak, the oppressed, all of these different people um, we're called to, to pray for. We're called to pray for these people. Um, we maybe get that, but why do we pray for these people? What are some of the, the motivations um, behind praying for people? Well, I suppose it's because, I mean, they need God. I mean, the vast majority of that list that you mentioned there, um, or a high percentage of them, are, are lost. Mm. I don't know what the percentage 
in our community is of people who are truly God's people. But we are a minority, I suppose, a, a minority within a minority. In other words, we are a minority within a re the religious grouping within society, which is a minority itself compared to the rest of society. Mm. So we are, we're, I think we're called to pray for them because they're utterly lost. These people are lost. Therefore, they will make mistakes. They will get things wrong as far as whether it be political leaders, whether it be parents, whether they be leaders in society, um, the people in the media. So they desperately need God. So we need to pray to God for their deepest, most basic need, which is salvation mm -hmm. uh, and, the, and the outworking of that salvation. So I would say that, that we're, we're, it's their greatest need um, uh, and it's the call of God because ultimately we can't change them. Society can't change them. The world can't change them. The devil's trying to hold on to them. So we need to pray for them under the command of God, recognizing that he has authority and he's the only one who can actually sort out the sorry mess that we, 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 we get ourselves into and keep being in. So it's the command of God um, and it's, um, it's their, the deepest need is God. So we pray to him um, to answer that, that need. And in acknowledging that that is their greatest need um, and that only God can do that, this is therefore an act of love to bring them before God in prayer. Um, and I think maybe that's more obvious during lockdown because there's lots of ways that we can't express our love to people physically at the minute, but we can be praying for them. So, you know, so we're maybe a, a wee bit more aware that this is an act of love, uh, that we see that. Like, well, for Paul, like in his letters in particular, that's, I suppose, maybe where I think of the New Testament in terms of pastoral prayers. Like Paul often starts and ends his letters uh, with a prayer of thanksgiving for them, of perseverance for them, that they would continue in the faith. Like this is his expression of love for them, is actually to pray for them. Uh, so surely we can follow that model. Like we see that in Jesus himself when he prays for his disciples. Like, you know, this is our model that we have, and it's an expression of love for others. Uh, and it's not just a case of, because I think now there's a negative idea that, oh, they're only praying for someone. Actually, whereas we see it the other way, that, oh, wow, they're praying for someone. You see this as a positive and a great thing that we get to do, that we get to bring people before our Heavenly Father, as we also act in love, of course. But I think that this is an expression of that. Um, and therefore, if that's a, a motivation, we're maybe a bit more likely to, to persist in that and to actually pray for people in the first place and to maybe tell them that we're praying for them as well if we're motivated this is how we can love them too yeah i think even sorry and and, and philippians one we yeah. were just looking at back on sunday evening there i thank my god every time mm -hmm. i remember you in all my prayers mm -hmm. for you all of you i always pray with joy my love isn't actually mentioned there mm -hmm. because i have you in my heart um which is a sign of love so there's a Paul genuinely loves these people mm -hmm. um, and that's why he prays for them. He prays with love and he prays with joy. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that's really important, <clears throat> though, is that he's motivated by love. Do you know, often I think prayer and praying for others and, and even other spiritual disciplines, it can often be seen as, oh, I have to do this mm -hmm. almost to level up in our, in our Christian um, experience, in our Christian walk. Um, but, but to be motivated by, by love because we have received the love of Christ yeah. and, and not just personally received the love of Christ, but we, there's a community of people who have received the love of Christ. Do you know, 
Christ has purchased for him a bride. Um, and so we have brothers and sisters locally, nationally, globally, um, who've been purchased by Christ, uh, who were called to love, um, who've experienced that same love. That is the, the, the motivating factor behind um, us personally and praying. It's not a matter of just doing this. It's not a matter of earning God's favor. Um, you know, we can't earn God's favor. It's, it's something that Christ has done for us. And, uh, and yet yeah, it's, it's a motivation for love. Something I'll, you mentioned there is, you know, maybe the how do we pray, or you're beginning to hint at, at how do we pray for people. Um, what other ways like, can we be, be praying for people? How should we be praying for people? So we, we've said about praying that they would know God. Yes. And um, what about things of, of praying for, for healing, for, for comfort, and um, those things as well? Do we see that? Oh, absolutely. Um, um, and we, we need to realize that the, the, the people um, that we are praying for, while they're lost and, and their greatest need is salvation, um, in the vast majority of occasions outside of the church, um, we also have to remember they've also other needs, um, and it could be that they are in need of of comfort. Um, uh, Paul Corinthians talks about that, or, or healing, and, and healing, of course, is very often the issue that dominates our, our prayer meetings. And uh, if you know something about our prayer meetings, we we try uh, to to uh, have sections of um, praise, uh, thanksgiving, confession of sin. Um, and then we go on then to you know, supplication or intercession in the second half. Now, the second half, people are queuing up normally to bring <laughs> all kinds of requests because in many ways that's easier to do. We're not maybe, we haven't yet learned to enjoy God and, and to delight in God and know God the way we ought to. And yet it's quite ironic because there's that very God is the one who can save, who can heal. Um, but healing, of course, and sickness is very important. Sick, you know, sickness of, of mind or body or soul and we ought to bring people uh, before the lord um in those sort of situations um uh, and uh, and and lay them before god and, and ask that his will may be done in their lives as it is in, in heaven mm-hmm. and in doing so like so for example a the idea of sickness by submitting even that to to god's lordship and authority like that's the most helpful thing we could possibly do for that person anyway um, while acknowledging that God's will be done um, and that that is how we can support um, and yes we, we do other things we meet with people we, we chat through whatever's going on but praying for them is the ultimate thing that we can do because in that we're acknowledging that God as we've already said is the only one who could do anything about this in the first place anyway um, so I think that's that's a, 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 a helpful reminder of why we actually do this in the first place i do think we need to be careful when it comes to the sickness and the healing issue that we assume that's always god's will that people be healed um uh, and actually uh, sometimes it's wrong um Mm. to ask for healing uh, when it's either obviously not god's will i mean Mm-hmm. I think in, in the James 5 uh, reference um, that a lot of people would point to, by the way, which is the only, I think, the only reference to or the command uh, linking prayer and uh, sickness or healing uh, mm-hmm. together. But that was a unique circumstance where two things really need to be um, understood there, that the sick person and the elders 
both parties need to be convinced that it's yeah. God's will uh, that healing come. And, and that may be the case um, because we've got to realize that one day we're all going to die well, unless the Lord returns in the meantime. And therefore, something's going to have to take us, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be that cancer or that heart disease or whatever it happens to be. And he's going to call us home with that. So we need to be very careful when we're praying uh, that, that, first of all, God will use it to his glory for his purposes, which may be healing or it actually may be something even greater than healing, which is salvation. And I've had the privilege of seeing so many people come to faith over the years and it's generally been in and around the area of a crisis of some kind, uh, mostly involving some kind of sickness. Um, and it's then that their people are broken before God and realize that their only hope is in him. And actually, in the end, they were they were not maybe necessarily relieved about being healed, but they were so relieved about being saved. And that was oh. a, that's the ultimate healing and the ultimate um, answer to, 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 to prayer. So we've all understand that healing may be God's will. It may not be. Uh, and therefore, we need to think about that carefully. That's really helpful, um, actually. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting what you said there, Al, that uh, James 5, I think 14, is it? That yeah. it seems to be one of the only references to, to prayer for, for healing. Uh, and yet, you know, Scripture, which should, should guide um, our, our, our prayers, uh, it seems to be dominated by, you know, salvation. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and something, something I love, you know, is, is Ephes- or one of the passages I love is Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Yeah. And, you know, Paul, just his heart for, for people, you know, um, he prays that Christ may, may dwell in their hearts by faith. And um, he prays that the people would know the love of Christ and that they may be filled with, with all the fullness of God. Yeah. Uh, and you've already, you've already touched on it, Al. It's, it's, it's that we, the dominating thing is we want people to come to save in faith um, in Jesus Christ. And, and if that actually it comes about through through suffering, through hard times, and through seeing the brokenness of life and crying out to God. Well, well, that is what we are um, desiring. That's the dominating factor in in Scripture that, that God would ultimately save people because you know one day we we realize we're we're not going to be on this earth forever, but we're actually going to be worshiping with God. No more pain, no more sorrow, um, no more sickness. Um, when we worship with Him, and that's and that's what what it's all about. Uh, ultimately um how what are some ways that maybe you personally pray or, or what are some ways that people can pray and i guess the reason i ask this um i think there's maybe a, a, the thought that you have to sit down close your eyes for, for maybe a prolonged period of time and and you know pray um and you know i heard one pastor say uh, one time he was he was taking a, a prayer seminar and he was saying how sometimes that type of prayer, you know, sitting down for, for an hour, uh, coming in from the cold into the heat, closing eyes, often can be times when he nods off and uh, <laughs> catch up on sleep, you know. Now, obviously, he was being provocative and uh, maybe ha- there's maybe questions to ask about our attitude to prayer um, if we're, we're falling asleep. But, um, but I think there is, there is something to be said about that maybe is how we think about praying and it can often be a daunting thing to just sit for a long period of time, close our eyes. Um, are there other ways in which we can pray? Mm. I think there's, there's lots and lots of ways. I mean, um, I, I, I would pray most of, of my, most of the time that I'm praying, sorry, spent on the hoof, you know, I mean, in other words, um, actually not sitting down with my eyes closed 
I'm I'm on the move or um, I'll give you examples. Um, Nehemiah, I, I love Nehemiah. Nehemiah's arrow prayers, as mm-hmm. as we were taught, you know, this little you know um, three words, Lord help me, or where, where I might be in a, a counselling situation and somebody comes out with some um, awful news, and my immediate reaction is, Lord, guide me here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or guide this person or help this person to open up. So you, you can be praying as you're listening. You can be praying as you're speaking. You can be praying as you drive in the car you know, before you go to see somebody or after you just left them. You can pray as you're watching the news um, uh, so that when, when Boris comes on and gives us a report about the, the lockdown, we're, we're not waiting to criticize him, but we're actually praying that this man will be used of God to save um, human life uh, physically um, and that more importantly that God will use people in his life to save him spiritually so washing the dishes um, every every situation everything um, is an opportunity to pray to respond mm-hmm. in prayer and I think we've, we have we have sort of um, sold prayer short by telling people you know, you've got to sit down you've got to hold your two hands up in front of your chin and you've got to close your eyes and bow your head now sometimes that is right posture is important but it's not not very important and um so prayer is is um is, is, is it can be used in any and every situation i just suggested by the way when you're driving and you're praying that you keep your eyes open it would be very helpful probably <laughs> i think we'd all appreciate that um yeah and it is it's, i remember pauline saying that about the arrow prayers years ago and it always has stuck with me um and i think that is that conversation like it's an open-ended constant conversation as opposed to there are set times where we can come before god no of course not god is ever present he is always listening he is ready to respond um according to his will so of course we can approach him at any time in thought and word whatever it is um, but i do think that's a helpful question alex because this is something actually over the years i have but well yeah struggled with in that it hasn't always and haven't always found it easy to pray there's maybe been times where it's easier than others uh, so practically little things like writing out prayers actually i have found helpful if for nothing else that it causes me to concentrate and to focus um it used to frustrate me that as i was praying for someone someone else would pop into my head and then i think oh that's quite distracting then I realized, actually, no, this is amazing. I can pray for this person too. So, you know, but, but writing that out actually can be helpful. Not that I do all the time, but, a, but I think that can be a useful thing to do. Um, at the very least, praying out loud, actually, I find helpful, again, just for train of thought or um, for maybe clarity in speech. Praying through scripture, I think, has been something that's been very formative for me. Um, just as I'm studying, what I'm learning about God literally just, praying that back to God and just thanking him for who he is, thanking him for revealing his character, thanking him for how all the ways that I'm not like him, that he, that um, I'm made righteous in Christ instead. So just as we're reading these things, like praying as we go along and the Psalms as we're going through as a church at the minute, like that's just full of things that we can be praying um, for ourselves, for others, with others as well. So just little things like that, I think are helpful as well. Yeah. Can I pick up just on, on the, the Psalms thing that you mentioned mm-hmm. there? I mean, for instance, we should be praying as a congregation that our people, all of us, young and old alike, will see that our real home is in yeah. the Lord, not on the earth, right? That mm-hmm. our real shelter mm-hmm. is not the NHS or the furlough scheme um, or 
the bank loan, but actually our shelter in times of trouble is the living God. Mm -hmm. That our delight is not in sin or the things of the world, mm -hmm. but is in Him. So, in other words, that he, in fact, this Sunday morning we'll be saying that He reigns. So, yeah. that's not the kings of the earth or governments. He reigns. So, those are sorts of things that I would seek to, to pray through the application of of the passage that I might have studying myself or preparing. I pray that through for for everybody that I can think of within the mm -hmm. congregation yeah, and outside of it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, also, can I mention just about the writing out of prayers? I think that was very mm -hmm. helpful, Leslie Ann, because um, especially for folk who come who come to a prayer meeting and just want to pray, but are intimidated by the mm -hmm. thought of talking out loud. Um, and I think that's even probably worse when it's the, the pressure of going to a prayer meeting with Zoom, uh, which we use on Sunday night, which, by the way, has been absolutely oh, so encouraging yeah. to find so many people coming along. Mm -hmm. But one of the ways to deal with that fear, actually, is to write that prayer out. Mm -hmm. There's nothing less um, uh, spiritual about a written out prayer. In fact, the best prayers are probably prayers that have been written by godly men in the past mm -hmm. and, and godly women in the past, and they're, they're in print. So there's nothing wrong with that, and I encourage people uh, to do that. Uh, and that means that they've thought about it, and they're not just going to use words, but they're actually thinking about uh, the people and the needs of the people. Mm. Yeah, so those are two excellent points, and I think it's very important for us to, to hold on to when we're trying to pray for others. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, when we're writing prayers, I, I think to use scripture, you know, like we see multiple examples. And again, I've already mentioned, you know, Paul in Ephesians, but to even just write those few verses in Ephesians 14 and 19 of Paul's yeah. prayer. Um, so it's a beautiful prayer, prayer for people's faith in, in Jesus Christ. It's a real simple way, you know. There are other books out there as well and other resources um, that, that we can use. Um, but, but we have the Bible um, to use and we see, we see um, a multitude of prayers. I think one thing that, that you've both mentioned uh, is, is this almost attitude of constant dependency on the Lord rather than a set time. Uh, and Al, you mentioned the word posture earlier, that you know, a posture is sometimes important. But I wonder if we need to rethink posture and actually think that you know, the po it's, a, it's a constant posture of attitude and prayer throughout our day of dependency on the Lord, both for ourselves, but as we're praying for others. And um, as we come into contact with people, as they share things with us, that we're just constantly bringing them to the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, we, we need your help and we need you to be at work and by your spirit um, in this way and to be increasing people's faiths because, because we, we, can't, we can't do this. Um, mm. Yeah, that's, that's been really, really helpful. Um, any other Closing thoughts, um, comments that you have before we, before we close up? Yeah, I guess even just a, even our chat now about how we're praying for others, just a reminder that this is a privilege that we get to do this and um, that this is a way that we get to love one another well um, and to know, like Paul often says that he's praying for others and he said he thanks them for their prayers for him. So that, you know, we are united in this. It's a way as the community of God, we, we are um we are brought closer as brothers and sisters and and that we get to do this for others as well. I think that's just such a privilege and, and a reminder maybe in lockdown as well that this is a way that we can still love people. This is a way we can still reach out by just telling them that we're praying for them. Um, people do appreciate that. They appreciate even knowing that. Um, so it's just, it's just good to be reminded that this is a good thing that God has given us and that we get to partake of it. 
Yep, um, absolutely. I mean, Paul tells the Colossians, you know, devote yourselves to prayer and uh, being watchful and thankful. And that's something, obviously, for the individual. But we can pray that for others, too, that, mm-hmm. that they will be devoted to prayer, that they will be watchful um, and thankful, and that doors will be opened and all kinds of things. I do think that religion, in many ways, has narrowed prayer down to uh, a set uh, routine or ritual at a certain place at a certain time, including, by the way, uh, going going into a certain building mm-hmm. uh, that seemed to be holy. In fact, interesting that um, the lockdown restrictions mm-hmm. have been opened up for personal prayer in a church building, where we would say, gosh, you can go anywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere. I mean, our buildings are meeting houses simply there so that we can meet together to worship God, but we can we can pray anywhere and and, and everywhere, um, and and so uh, so so religionists are set down to certain positions and postures and places. While actually, uh, it can be um, the posture of your heart. I think Alex, as you mentioned, there is the key thing. So that prayer can be it's a very open thing. So you can pray with your hands in the air, hands down, kneeling, standing head up, head down. I mean, <laughs> I don't know many different kinds of postures and positions there can be in the scriptures about prayer, mm-hmm. and we should use them all and shouldn't be restricted. Um, and therefore, we're free. We're free to enjoy God and to pray to him for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. The gospel has a, has freed us to uh, enjoy prayer all the time um, and to pray for others, for sure. I just want to finish uh, with reading uh, Ephesians 3, 14 to 19 Great, yeah. uh, as a prayer for us and for those who are listening and for our congregation. So let, let me do that and then we can, we can finish up. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Those are are great words. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, That was really, really good um, chat and uh, look forward to hearing this back. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in um, to listen and uh, look forward to hearing uh, from you soon. But thank you and take care. Bye-bye.